Welcome back to Gravity Connect, the show that enables listeners like you to reach out to the creators of Gravity Paramotors and ask any questions you may have about the company, products, philosophy, or anything else that your mind can conjure up. This is episode two, and man, was there an awesome response from all of you in the last episode. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Gravity is beginning to ship their latest model, the Defiant, to customers who took part in the pre-order. You can see images of the unit at glidersports.com. In the description section of this podcast, you'll find a clear-cut Barney-style instructions drawn in crayon on how you, too, can submit a question or concerns that will be addressed in next week's episode. Once again, we're joined by Sean Witt, co-owner of Gravity Paramotors, and we've tranquilized him just enough to be able to restrict all muscles in his body with the exception of his mouth so he could provide answers for you. Thank me later. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing good. I, I can't move my arms or legs, but I'm doing good. <laughs> Man. Okay, so last week was a super exciting episode. It was us really trying to figure out how Gravity Connect is going to work, and, and I think everybody is appreciating it. At least the feedback was really good, and we got a ton of questions, um, and, and I've heard even from somebody who's stoked because he said he was just informed that you guys are going to be shipping him his paramotor really soon. Is that... Is that right? That that is true. Uh, we obviously went through first come first serve on the order list, as as we told everybody we would. So we we try to stay true to our word, and so we made some initial calls those first couple of customers to see if they wanted to wait for some of the lightweight parts to come in or take the more durable, uh, unfinished or unanodized aluminum parts. And the customers elected yes to them or uh-huh. elected yes to that option. Garrett and Bill are working to get that stuff put together and shipped out to them here and uh, probably beginning of next week. That's sick. Yeah. Cause I know in the last episode when we had spoken, it's kind of like a three to five week and I'm sure for uh, a, a designer, a company, paramotor manufacturer, you kind of want to push that date out um, to the furthest possible. So, so in less than a week to be projecting even sooner, especially for those who, who took part in that pre-order you know, right out of the gate, they can expect those much sooner than that three to five weeks. Yeah. It's, you know, for us, it's, it's about, you know, managing customer expectation. You know, you always want to exceed expectations, you know, right. under, under promise over deliver. And so when we give customer ship dates, like that's dates that we don't want to fail. We're obviously trying to do it sooner, sooner than that. Yeah. And also trying to account for some of the issues we talked about last week of, you know, managing the supply chain, managing delivery of tanks and everything else. And so we've, uh, if we continue to call the molder, as we talked about last week, they're still answering our phone call, which is a good sign. That's and, good. <laughs> and, and they're yeah. they're getting tanks out as we speak. We've got a bunch on a truck headed that way, plus some of the ones that already arrived there. And so things are looking very promising. And so we're, we're excited to get some of those products, uh, some of the defiance, I should say, in the customer's hands to start getting that feedback so we can continue right. to make it better as we as we ship down the line. That's pretty cool, uh, especially considering that this Gravity Defiant is something that's really new. It is a new concept in paramotor manufacturing. 
paramotors up until this point have always included some sort of a, a still a steel frame metal frame whether it, it be steel or whether it be aluminum or uh, titanium but this is a completely new concept so uh, even for especially for those new listeners what we're talking about with this gravity defiant this new latest and greatest design by gravity paramotors sean uh, you designed this thing that's new, and I'm sure when it comes to manufacturing, that not only do you have to design this new concept, but you also have to figure out a way to to bring it to life. And so, what you just spoke on is with the molding process. And we've got some questions that were submitted by listeners last week. Um, I'm going to jump to that question since we're already there. Yeah. It, about about the molding process. This uses a a what 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 is the material in this tank? It's top secret. Top so, secret. G G fourteen classified. Oh, I yeah. like it. <laughs> so, this material, uh, what what you can disclose is that it goes into uh, a mold, right? Yeah, that's correct. It's a it's a powdered material used in roto molding. Okay. Uh, it's a variant of a polyethylene material, and it goes back into that voodoo magic a little bit mm-hmm. that we've been testing for some time. Um, we didn't tell people this, but customers that have been buying the Defiant, or excuse me, the Defy or previous paramotor for a while, we actually made an inline change on the plastic there. And so we've been testing this plastic a lot sooner than probably people realize. Right. And so, and some things we're looking for there is, you know, the, you know, anticipate what, when it's a gun, when is it going to yellow? How's it going to hold up to the fuel? Because gasoline, the hydrocarbons in it without completely nerding out will essentially attack really any plastic to some degree. There's some that do better than others. Right. And so it's just a matter of time with any fuel tank on the market. And so the goal is to try to lengthen that time as, as much as possible. Huh. And right now our testing indicates, you know, knock on wood that you should get a good couple of years, if not longer out of the fuel tank before you, you need to change it out. And that's only if you don't like the yellowing that'll occur over time, which occurs with a dirt bike tank, any tank out there. Right. And uh, we haven't set a policy on this yet, but we will, uh, you know, we hope people are flying these paramotors in for a couple of years, you know, we even longer. That's why we designed them. If you look at the Defy, it's, it's extremely durable. Uh, but if the time comes there is some yellowing, something like that, we'll have a very, very favorable trade-in program or trade-up program to a newer tank. Right. Uh, if you're outside the warranty period. Right. Right. So, okay. Yeah. And, and so maybe a couple of years, uh, which for the average person could possibly exceed the life. I mean, for me, I, you know, I, I own a, a Moster 185 plus. Um, I, I believe, and you'd know this better than I do. I think it's rated for maybe 300 hours. Is that right? You know, I, I haven't seen any hour ratings uh, put out by the manufacturer other than what the maintenance manual indicates, you know, to do the overhauls and and part changes. Right. But I know on the motor side, we've had customers well over five to 600 hours on a Viterasi. Right. I was going to say, and I'm not, I'm not really mechanically inclined. I'm not uh, the best of caretakers of, of my paramotors. I try. I'm not, I'm not the best, but that said, my, my paramotor with the Moster 185 plus still runs really well today. And I had contacted you cause you, you know, you also operate with uh, Garrett Reed glider sports and I was able to order some parts through you and get the, the Moster 185 running like brand new. Yeah. And it, it, it all goes back to how you take care of your equipment. You know, you can obviously accelerate the aging or the aging time on any piece of equipment. 
Right. And so it's it's important that you take care of it. You know, that's something I always stress to people is, yes, it's a simple two-stroke motor in some regards, but at the same time, it's a piece of flying equipment. And so the better you take care of it, the better it'll take care of you. Right. Yeah, I mean, most people, like, I mean, well, I'll just speak for myself. You know, I, I get done flying. I, I put my, I, I kind of like plop my paramotor in the garage and it's like, you know, with any other aircraft, you're not just going to like roll up and just like turn the motor off and be like, ah, I'll just leave it right there and see ya. I mean, there's a yeah. lot, it's a lot more uh, extensive than that yeah. as far as, you know, keeping up with it. But fortunately, uh, the Moster 185, which uh, is going to be available on the Gravity Defiant as well as the Viterazzi Atom 80. Um, yeah, fantastic motors. Personally, my personal preference is the Mostra 185 Plus because of my weight. Yeah, both both engines from our testing are obviously the most popular engines on the market right now, at least from what we see on our side of the house. And both engines are fantastic. The, the Atom 80 for the the people that eat less than me, um, it's <laughs> very, very good engine in my opinion. Vito's done a fantastic job on it, and obviously with the muster being out for a while, a lot of the issues have been and have been well sorted or taken care of. And uh, I'm sure this is you know all over Facebook everywhere else, but the new exhaust from Vitarossi is is doing fantastically well. Knock right. on knock on wood again, but we're, right. we're very happy with what we see so far. Yeah, no kidding. You know, a, a quick plug for Viterazzi is like those dudes over there, they, they've created a beautiful motor. But the other thing that's really cool is like, if you go to their site, I don't know, Viterazzi.com or their Facebook page, they've got some awesome videos to, to showcase yeah. their products. And yeah. they, and from what I hear, I have never been to a fly-in. I think that their stands and when they set something up, it's, it's a sight to see. So uh, if you haven't looked into Viterazzi, uh, pair, you know, engines, who are you? Like, are you? <laughs> no, I mean, no. Um, okay. So on that note, another, another, one of our listeners last week listened to the show, went to the contact forum and submitted a question about motors specifically. And right now, from my understanding, you, you've only made it available for Viterazzi motors. It, will there be, is there the option to mount another motor or could somebody i think specifically the question was can they just buy the tank and mount something to it themselves or is this is this a bridge you haven't crossed yet it's a significant uh, amount of questions we've got on that so I'm, I'm glad somebody asked it and we get to talk about it on here yeah it's an option we're exploring in the future right now to keep up with demand we're we're taking care of complete paramotors uh orders first Right, And so the, the first answer to your question is like, unfortunately, we're not selling the frame only at this time. Um, and I don't know if that's going to change for the foreseeable future just because demand has been so high. Yeah. Um, we, de we definitely recognize it as a need and it's something we, we are going to consider. Uh, we're just not quite there yet. And that kind of lends to the second part here is that we've had this motor um, on, you know, testing the Viterossi motor and the Atom 80 on this frame design. And we've done over 100 mile, 100 mile nautical mile flights with this thing and testing oh, no uh, kidding. To, to really vet this thing out. And so part of us, like we, it's important to us that the motor mounts correctly, all the other important things. So when it comes to putting other motors on there, we really want to test it out before we start giving that product to the customers. Right. Yeah, I mean, what, what do people expect? I mean, next thing yeah. they're going to be asking Gravity to make paragliders or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and 
and our goal for this is it's not that we don't like other motors. We're definitely looking at them. We definitely got those engines in our shop there at the, at HQ. If anybody swings by there, I'm sure they'll see them. But for us, it's about getting a good baseline for the product and be able to test it and be confident what the customer has. Right. And then as we grow more comfortable with it, we'll, we'll look to expand those variants as, as time allows. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. I, I tried to get to your website earlier. <laughs> and what the hell's going on there? Like, uh, is there there's something going on with the website right now? I believe one message was, uh, you can bleep me out. Maybe it was like, what the f- up with the website? <laughs> so uh, that's been my my favorite so far, and and it couldn't be more genuine or honest. Right. Um, again, as I talked about in the last podcast, like we are completely focused on getting these pre-order units out. It's our number one focus in, in the gravity company right now. Mm. Um, again, thanks to all the pre-order customers. Like we really appreciate your guys trust and to reward that that's where hundred percent of the focus is right. um, to go along with that. We do have a brand new website coming out. And so it'll have all the, the cool photos, everything against and what happened with the, uh, then what was there for the defy unit. And so cool. we're working on it, but we're, we, we got our focus on shipping products of the people that have invested in us. Right. No kidding. I'm sure. I, like I said, I can only imagine how time consuming that is. Uh, on that, that note with the gravity paramotors website, is this where people can expect to see videos pertaining to everything about their new unit? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be putting a ton of media on there and also have an owner's portal as well for customers to go to to access user manuals, installation videos, tricks and tips and everything else. And, but also as a place for you to engage with our dealer network. And so we're really fortunate to have a lot of dealers reach out and kind of want to get on the Gravity team. And so we're going to help direct customers to the dealer as well, you know, to kind of stand by my, stand by my word, like I mentioned last time. It's really important that customers like see and touch and feel this product, you know, just like if you're purchasing anything else. And so that's our goal. We're going to be coming out with some programs to help enable our dealers to have these products on site for hopefully, you know, everybody's goal is to have one at least in every every state and to work. Hey, you know, I'm in I'm in Oklahoma. I can drive over this guy and look at this piece of equipment and you you feel more confident in in the product that you're buying. Right. That was that was something that we had discussed last week as far as uh, really making the information available, especially through video tutorials on last week's episode. And uh, specifically, a Joey Eggenberger from Aubrey, Texas, asked how long it takes to break down or build back up the, the paramotor uh, for transport inside probably, I, I assume he's referring to a smaller vehicle. Uh, and he asked, will you be making a video on this? And <laughs> sure as shit, in the time <laughs> between last week and this week, you guys posted a video, I think was it yesterday or the day before, on the, the disassembly of the new Gravity Defiant. Um, I will include a link in that in the description so that you can see this. It's also going to be available on the, the blog, which is currently um, at theparamotorpodcast.com slash gravityconnect. You can see it there. I think the long-term goal is going to be able to connect this, hopefully, to Gravity's website so that individuals can just go directly there. Uh, if that's okay with Sean, sorry, this wasn't yeah. discussed. <laughs> no, it's it's all right. We, we obviously want to have a unified portal for people to go to. And right. so that's the goal. You know, we understand you're, you're buying a piece of equipment here. And so we want to be able to provide safety updates, you know, instructions, everything through there so that customers have a really good understanding of putting the machine together, setting it up for flight, 
and everything else in between. Yeah. So I will pose the question once again for our listeners this week. If there is a video that you imagine could be really helpful to you or uh, just something you would have liked to have seen when you purchased your paramotor, setting it up, maybe even tuning the carb. Maybe that's a, a sort of video. I don't know. I'm just making work <laughs> my, my for favorite, you at this yeah. point, <laughs> uh, et cetera. Uh, use your imagination. What is something that you feel could improve your buying experience if you could see it in, you know, on a video and, and be walked through the steps? Anyways, let's move on. Some of the some some individuals I've heard this more than once, and this isn't really just a question that that's strictly for gravity paramotors. A lot of people have been interested in in payment plans. Is is it pertains to um, purchasing a paramotor in general? And from what I know, uh, it's super rare. Um, but will that be something that you you and Garrett consider down the road, or, or is it something that you've already considered? Yeah. So we've had. We've been looking at a couple of programs over the last year. You know, we started this program or started the development of the Defiant. The obvious one of the biggest goals was to drop the price. Um, So that's kind of our first way of attacking the problem is getting the price lower, which by lowering that price gives us more options for financing. You know, when you start financing, you know, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars. It becomes more challenging because, again, I'm not a financial expert, but it's unsecured credit a lot of times, similar to a credit card, which makes the financing process much more challenging. And so we've got some uh, tricks up our sleeve that we'll probably be rolling out here in the near future as we kind of vet them out. But uh, the first goal is to get the price down, which is going to give us more financing options and more options for the customers. You know, we hope to have several financing paths for them. And so it's something that's on the radar and we're looking to implement hopefully here in the new near future as we start rolling out the website and everything else. Right on. You know, in the meantime, I know that uh, personal loans are, are a sort of thing that anybody can go and yeah. can go and do. Um, like, for example, just as, as a as a reference, when uh, Leandra and I had purchased our, our motor home, you can get an RV loan. But sometimes the incentives are, are better than than what the RV loan has to offer just by going the route of a personal loan. You take collateral out on something that you have. They don't care what you spend the money on. They they just say, all right, as long as you pay us back at this rate. And, and so, so that is something for the listeners. My two cents. Thank me le- later, handwritten. That's my preference. Uh, <laughs> no, but but no, I mean it. It really is, and and, and uh, not to plug my own channel, but I tried to post a motivational video uh, a while back, and and really just say as long as you stick with it, even if you don't have the funds available now, you know my parents in their generation would say you don't buy it until you can afford it, um, but yeah, I mean sometimes you just say screw it, I need this in my life now. Other, you know, at the end of the day, what you need to do is just keep the goal of being able to fly in mind. And when there's a will, there's a way. All right. (laughs) (laughs) On to another listener's questions from last week. This question pertains to the the puck system, which is, am I right, that the puck system is the adaptive comfort system? Is that? Yeah, that's correct. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So the question is, do you have a recommended oh, starting me, position? I, I misquoted there. So the adaptive adaptive comfort system is the ability to move the arms in and out. The oh. Yeah. So the puck system is to be able to adjust the articulation of the arms left and right, right, which is called the dynamic flight system. Okay. So you've got the 
adaptive comfort system yep. and the dynamic flight system. Cool. So those are two very different things and, and two things that are, are very unique. And uh, it was something that was available on, on the Defy as well. Yeah. The adaptive comfort system is what widens the posture that, that basically allows you to take the, the swing arms either narrow or extend them out into a wider position, right? So this this paramotor can accommodate dainty pilots, uh, slender folk like me, or wider folk like Mitchell Graham. <laughs> Mitchell Graham. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a really interesting system to me because when you go into the design process, you, you have some assumptions, and then those assumptions just complete, get completely thrown in the trash, and this is one of those items. And so what I assumed is that there is a perfect width for every pilot out there, right? Uh-huh. And so like if I'm 5'10", another person's 5'10", and we both fly it, we should, and we're the same weight, we should enjoy the same amount of offset. What I found is that couldn't be any further from the truth. And that goes with the adaptive comfort system of being able to move the harness up and down, left and right on the um on the swing arms and then also the articulation of the arms left and right through the dynamic flight system. And so what we're, what we will be doing in the manual is giving you some, some guidance on where we think it should be, but it really goes back down to that personal preference. And that's really where some of the magic is in the system is that you Mm kind of get to tune the system, how you want to fly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Because as you make those arms wider, you can adjust the amount of offset left and right, obviously. Right. But you can also make them wider, which is going to make the paramotor more active. You know, I've heard a good description. It's like going from riding a Harley to like a crotch rocket Hmm. uh, sport bike or something like that. And so as you bring those arms in, the paramotor will become less active. And that's just because you don't have as much leverage with your body weight. Yeah. I wonder if if some individuals who purchase the Defiant uh, will find themselves set you know setting their paramotor up for like mission specific so whether it's yeah. whether it's a cross country flight then they're like ah stability is my goal today they may bring them in on that flight land and then say on the way back i want to carve it up down low yeah it, then maybe widen the swing arms well for, for is that is, is and this is this is where you've also got the puck system. Yeah. You can really squeeze a lot of weight shift out of this paramotor, right? Not just with the dynamic flight system, which incorporates these pucks. We've never we've no, never had a person that I know of. You know, Garrett and Bill can maybe add some more to this later. But uh, with the arms all the way out and the number four pucks, we've never had anybody fly that machine and come back and say, that's not enough. They've all been like, <laughs> okay, we've, we've found the limit. And that's... Well, we always recommend the customers to start slow. We always ship with the puck one, and a lot of times that's enough. But we've we've got some guys out there that tear it up on the on the number four puck. Right, is that it? Also takes time to get used to the new system, and so we always recommend people like if you make a change, you know, f- don't fly it for five minutes. Like fly it for like 20, 30 minutes. You know, spend some time on it because right. What's yeah, funny sure. is we'll have people set this thing like where they think they'll want it, and then they'll come back and don't like it. Then they'll change the setting again. And then they'll start making those progressive changes and then they'll be back to where they started in the beginning where they thought they would be. So it's kind of funny to see that transition happen. And right. so it's, you know, a little bit goes a long way. It's like tuning the tuning the carburetor. You're doing more than you think. And so I always tell people when setting these systems to really think about that and, and spend some time and also consider the flying conditions that they're flying in. Right. Um, if yeah. It's, if it's a really rowdy day, like 
the adjustment on the paramotor may not stiffen be it thing. up. Yeah. Right. So a lot of things to consider there. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe just for going back on what I had previously said, some people on cross country flights may prefer more, uh, a less weight shift. Well, others may be like, no, that's the perfect time for weight shift because then I don't, ha- I can keep my hands down and turn the whole time just by leaning my body rather than using the brakes yeah, uh, assuming ab- the weather is good enough where you don't have to be active piloting, but uh, absolutely cool. Okay. So I do want to invite our listeners, you, you over there on the, in the <laughs> headphones, assuming you're listening in headphones speaker. Uh, <laughs> if you have any more questions about the puck, uh, please do use the the simple method of submitting a question. This is an area or that can be explored a lot. I think yep. the puck system. So We'll leave it to you to ask the questions you want, and we'll answer them in next week's episode. Uh, let's proceed again with um, just some, some. These are some of my thoughts since last week. And yeah. as far as last week's episode, we didn't touch on the harness at all. We did not. Shame on you. Shame <laughs> on me. Shame on me. <laughs> so, so what? Can you tell us about the harness just briefly, and we'll let the we'll let the listeners kind of take it from a direction from there. Yeah. So our goal was to have a lightweight variant of our current harness. Now, so the harness we use on the Defy, it's no secret, it's manufactured by Subair, but it's to our specific design uh, points that we wanted on it. So like the way it connects, uh, the leg straps, we we actually made quite uh, a bit of significant changes in it to the point that we had to get it recertified for ourselves. Right. And so it's, it's the lazy boy harness. A lot of people like it. And so we, we've kind of stuck with it, mm-hmm. but it's it, like a lazy boy, like a lazy boy. It's, it's nice and big and it's also heavy. So I think right. most of them are about seven, seven, uh, seven pounds somewhere around in there. And so our new harness, we obviously wanted something lighter while retaining some of the features that we had with that harness. And so, we are hoping to have that harness ready and available for the launch of the paramotor uh, to bring out the COVID excuse again. It, mm-hmm. it made sure that that <laughs> wasn't going to happen. Right. Uh, the good news is we're, we're starting to round out the prototyping process, everything else. And so we're looking to have a lightweight variant in the future. Um, I don't want to put a date uh, out just yet. You know, it's about exceeding expectations and I'm not confident I can do that yet. Right. And so as another lightweight option that we are offering, we'll be doing the APCO split leg which is a, it's got a lot of lovers, it's got a lot of haters, uh, but it's a very lightweight option and, and still retains a lot of the safety and comfort features that, that we want in a harness on the paramotor. What sort of folks are going to lean towards this split leg harness? You know, I, I don't know. That's one thing I learned from Garrett is, you know, you never make a customer's decision for them. And so we're going to offer, you know, we're going to offer whatever variant they want. Um, mm-hmm. The split leg does have some unique characteristics. It, you know, the legs are split, obviously, by the name, which allows you to run and get out of the seat easier. Uh-huh. Uh, but it probably does sacrifice some long distance comfort, uh, you know, long flying time comfort. Right. And so like everything in aviation, it's, it's always a trade off. And like that's probably the biggest trade off with that harness. Right. Oh, we're, we're happy with it. I mean, APCO makes fantastic products. And I, I think it'll be a good addition to the paramotor for people that are wanting to get the lightest thing possible. Yeah, no kidding. On that note, with the harness, the harness that you're currently using uses the same buckle system as 
air conception buckle system, if I'm not mistaken. I, I've been flying with a Dudek Power Comfort Seat, which uses Cobra Clips. Yep. The harness that you have, all I can, all I can uh, assimilate it to is what air conception has on their harness yeah. system. So I, I, I assume Air Conception gets their harness made at the same location, you know, there at Sup Air. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and they're all sourcing those, those buckles from their their suppliers. Uh, what's nice about the stuff that comes through Sup Air is, and like the stuff through Dudek as well, is those buckles are consistently load tested to make sure that you're getting a, a good product. Right. And so, and, and Sup Air has been good at the past. I know they've put out a lot of memos that when they've been buckle issues and Everybody has issues. What I think is important is how companies respond to it. And they've always been above bar and taking care of any issues that have happened. And so we've we've been extremely happy with them through the years that we've been dealing with them, right? Uh, to say the least. And, and the same with Dudek. I mean, all those comp- Dudek, Apco's up there, a lot of the soft good manufacturers, they do... There's a reason. There re, there's a reason they're still around. It's because they do great work. Right. Okay. Cool. One last question that I can think All of, right. and then you can include whatever, <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever else you might want to allude to, perhaps in in uh, upcoming episodes. The fuel level. Okay. We've got this tank that you know I like to refer to it as the fuselage, but it's a tank. How how difficult is it to see what the, from, from from the pilot's perspective, how hard is it to see what your fuel level is at while flying? So I was hoping I'd hear the word fuselage again. Ah, the fuselage. It's been a week. Where are we uh, at, Captain? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just like any other paramotor tank, you'll be able to see the fuel level in there. Right. Um, it's some. It's got a certain amount of translucent uh, properties to it, just like uh, the other plastics on the other tanks. Mm-hmm. And so you should be able to see the issue or the fuel level without too many issues. Right. Um, so I know there's some prototypes that some people have seen of uh, some tanks that we have that are black. Um, mm-hmm. There's some more exotic molding materials we can use, but we lose the ability right now for the uh, to be able to see the fuel level inside of them. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we're working on. And we do, I guess, I guess I can put this out here. We do have an electronic fuel sensor system that we are working on that uh, not anytime soon, but we'll be coming out to maybe a company some different colored tanks in the future. Cool. So, will that be, well, do yeah. you guys, are you at the, the point where you'd know if that's battery, that would be battery powered, right? Cause you're not yeah. putting an alternator. Yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to get in trouble by Bill and Garrett for mentioning that, but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> don't tell them the new episodes coming out. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's nothing around the corner right now, but it's uh, definitely something we're testing on the horizon. So. Right. And perhaps that's my opportunity to uh, allude to the fact that you do have other things in the works yeah. that will be disclosed at yeah. a later date. Yeah. I'm excited, really excited to hear about that. It's like you guys are living and breathing this glider, uh, yeah. glider life. <laughs> so, yeah. Is there, is there anything else that you want to you want to add, Sean? Maybe I can drop it here. We've got a big surprise that we're not necessarily ready to announce right now, but probably on the next podcast. So I would uh, I would most definitely tune in to the next one. What do they say? Smash that subscribe <laughs> button. Do podcasts even have a subscribe button? I don't yeah. know. So excuse me, not podcast Gravity Connect episode. There we go. Am I doing better? So. Yes. <laughs> That works. The gravity connects. Uh, yeah. Anything else, Sean? Well, once again, I just I think everybody thank everybody for their patience, their time, and and more importantly, their questions and their and their feedback. Um, we're going through them all there at, at HQ, 
and working hard to get you guys' paramotors out there. We're excited for the first couple of customers that are getting theirs here hopefully over the next week or two. And uh, we'll be reaching out to customers, you know, as product comes in to make sure we get their stuff uh, shipped out. And again, for all the pre-order customers, if you have any questions, you're more than welcome to reach out to us and, and we'll, we'll get you an answer as soon as possible. So again, thank you from me, uh, Garrett and, and Bill. We, we greatly appreciate it. Right on. Well, thank you, Sean. For the listeners, if you've got a question for the next episode of Gravity Connect, go to Gravity Connect on the Paramotor Podcast. In there, you'll find a button. All you got to do is click that button, select Gravity Connect from the drop down box. I will get it and you will hear it on next week's episode. Until then, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you again, Sean. And we'll catch you guys next week. See you, everybody. Thanks.